This Security Ledger Spotlight podcast is sponsored by LastPass. For more than 47,000 businesses of all sizes, LastPass reduces friction for employees while increasing control and visibility for IT with an access solution that's easy to manage and effortless to use. From single sign-on and password management to adaptive authentication, LastPass gives superior control to IT and frictionless access to users. Check it out at lastpass.com. Welcome to a Spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast. I'm Paul Roberts, the editor-in-chief of the Security Ledger. 20 years ago, if you ran a business, authentication was a pretty straightforward issue for you. Your users needed to sign on to access their desktop or laptop computer and get access to a shared network with resources like application servers, file servers, email, and so on. Your IT team owned the network and the IT assets that those applications ran on, and a perimeter protected your business network from the internet and your workers, for the most part, worked at the office. Well, the world's changed tremendously since then, and so has authentication. Any company standing up an IT operation in 2019 will likely own few IT assets outside of the laptops its employees use. Most every application employees use to do their job will be delivered as a service and likely run on a cloud computing infrastructure operated by a third-party provider. Employees will work from everywhere, their home, remote offices, coffee shop, even their cars. They'll do so using laptops, mobile devices, and more. Personal and professional activities intermingle seamlessly, often separated from each other by just a browser tab. Hackers and other malicious actors have taken notice of these changes. They're leveraging stolen credentials from consumer sites to try to compromise corporate networks. They're using targeted spear phishing attacks to take over employees' accounts and then use those to move laterally within sensitive corporate environments. All that makes the once straightforward question about authentication much, much more difficult for businesses. Human behavior, on the other hand, remains stubbornly hard to change. What's the best way for companies to address authentication and identity challenges? In this Spotlight podcast, we invited Rachel Stockton of the firm LastPass back into the Security Ledger studio to talk in depth about why insecure practices persist in enterprises. Rachel and I also talk about practical steps that organizations, including your organization, can take to improve their employees' online security. To start out, I asked Rachel to tell us a little bit about LastPass and its parent company, LogMeIn. I'm Rachel Stockton, and I'm Senior Director of Product Marketing at LogMeIn. Rachel, welcome to Security Ledger Podcast. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Rachel, for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with LogMeIn, tell me a little bit about uh, what the company does. Sure. So here at LogMeIn, we really focus on making doing business easier for all companies. We look at it from a communications perspective. How can we make it easier for you to communicate within your organization, with your customers, partners, all of that with our go-to products? Um, we look at it from a support perspective. How do we make it easier for people to give good support? Um, we look at it from a proactive, automatic uh, support and engagement perspective. How do we make your customer engagement even better? And then we look at it from my favorite perspective, which is the security perspective, which is how do we actually make you more secure when it comes to securing access to applications and identities, but 
still making a really easy, great experience for your end users. And that's what LastPass does. You know, we started off as password management. It's our bread and butter. We know that back and forth. What we've really seen in the companies that we work with is that they need more. The solutions that are out there to secure access and um, and do multi-factor authentication are, are really complex and expensive. And so what we've done is we've moved beyond password management to offer a full identity solution um, under LastPass that includes password management, single sign-on, and multi-factor authentication, making it easy for administrators, easy for end users to um, ensure that the most important things are protected. I'm of a generation, and I don't know, maybe you are too, like when I started working in the private sector, like got out of school, authentication to the extent that it existed really meant, okay, well, you came into work and you logged into your, let's say, desktop computer. And then, you know, you logged into the corporate network so that you could access other assets, you know, the the email server and, and file servers and stuff like that. But that was pretty much it. My sense is in the, you know, modern corporate environment that um, that's not the case anymore. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think nowadays it's known that data and information Information is a competitive differentiator, and there is significant value in all types. And that makes all companies a target and all kinds of company systems targets. So mm. organizations are taking security, identity, and authentication a lot more seriously. And so they need to be able to protect all of these kinds of applications. So your Salesforce, your CRM, your finance, your marketing applications. Think about even uh, an organization who does has a significant social media presence. How are those applications protected? And that's just business. I mean, I'm not going to divulge too much, but I can tell you that every once in a while, I access my personal applications from my work computer while at work. Are you kidding me? I know. I know. What? Edit that out, Paul. Edit that out. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the great things now. I mean, well, the lines between work and home are blurred. We have we have the ability to work remotely. Many workers and contractors are full remote workers. You know, work doesn't happen between nine to five all the time now. And so you have to think about all those apps we talked about that are being protected in the data, but you also have to think about the personal apps that you're using, mm-hmm. how you're accessing those and how those, that information might be used to somehow gain access to the business ones. Right. So I think one thing that that's different, as we said, is the types and the scope of applications that people are accessing. I think the second thing is back in our day, organizations could just tell us that we had to do something and we would do it. Right. But that's totally changed now. I mean, now the end user, the employees have a lot more say when it comes to what they're going to do, how they're going to be doing their work, and what their expectations are. And I think when we look, and we look at millennials in particular, they're coming in with very high expectations of the quality of the technology, the ease of the technology, and the ease that they can access it. So I think that it's made um, authentication, and particularly multi-factor authentication, it's raised the bar for that ease of use. You know, giving you a hardware token that you literally have to carry around that doesn't fit in your phone, right? I mean, that's just not acceptable anymore. And even having to enter numbers like a one-time passcode is a little bit 
old school. So we have push notifications, but I think as you look at biometrics are becoming the part of everyday life now, it's how I get into my bank account, it's how I get into so much. Those are even more important and so simple for people to use as their authentication methods when they um, are getting into that corporate environment. So I think it's breadth of access and then ease of access that are really the two biggest differences I see. You're listening to a Spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast sponsored by LastPass. For more than 47,000 businesses of all sizes, LastPass reduces friction for employees while increasing control and visibility for IT with an access solution that's easy to manage and effortless to use. From single sign-on and password management to adaptive authentication, LastPass gives superior control to IT and frictionless access to users. Check it out at LastPass.com. Dot com. I mean, you mentioned the millennial workforce. Um, obviously, you know, talent is in high demand. Um, as you said, millennials have low tolerance for, you know, moribund, clunky, old IT or, you know, broken processes, right? They have no patience for yeah. that. <laughs> I think folks of, a, of an older generation tend to think of millennials as, of course, digital natives and savvy and sophisticated about all things technology. But my sense is actually on issues like security, account security, authentication, they might not be as savvy as you think. I mean, what, what is, what's the sense you get there at, at LastPass? Are they necessarily as security savvy as you would assume? Yes, they are. Okay. They are. So we did um, we did this survey called Security Through the Ages, which was really kind of cool. And one thing we found, and I was surprised, um, was that for millennials, it was something just under 75% of them, actually, they do recognize that they are a target for hackers. And that's one thing that I think as individuals, that's still even hard for anybody to understand that like right. you yourself, while you may not be you know, the CEO of your company, or in charge of all of your IT systems, you are a path of entry at any level. If you're in accounting, you're valuable. You know, you have access to a lot of data. And so I think everybody sort of forgets that. But I think millennials, because they are tech natives, they do recognize that. We also found Mm -hmm. that they are also looking for different kinds of solutions. But on that same side, though, that ease of use, the I'm not going to use it unless it is actually part of what I do now, it just slows down the adoption for all of the millennials. So it's really important that we focus on, particularly in the business enterprise where millennials are becoming the bulk of the the workforce, what are the ways that we can ensure that we are securing our technology and securing our data, but in a way that provides seamless access and easy access for people? Because we know that with passwords, any generation still is pretty lazy. It's the opposite of Lake Wobegon. Like everybody's below average. Um, Like it's something along the lines of like 60% of people are almost using the same password. And that's, in your personal life, first, that's bad. But what's worse is almost 50% of people are using the same passwords between their personal life and their business life. So the gap gets breached and then your company is at risk. And I think it's that kind of connection that you had mentioned that people are not recognizing at, at any kind of generation. Yeah. And I mean, if you think, you know, 15 years ago, you know, you were using you know, Microsoft Outlook on your desktop, but now you're probably using Office 365 or, you know, mm-hmm. or, or G Suite or something like that, right? I mean, these systems that you used to need physical access to the device to use, now you can use everywhere, which is great, 
But at the end of the day, the problem is that's just that's really putting that username and password on the front line of security. Yeah, it's just not enough anymore. So it seems like we've been talking about getting rid of the password forever and, you know, oh, it's going to be replaced by fingerprint biometric or, you know, eye scans or or whatever. Yet the password is still with us. Um, you work for a company that in part does password management. Are we likely to see the other side of the password anytime soon? So here's what I think. I think there's a difference between the password going away, so us not having a password, and us not caring that we have a password anymore. So what I mean by that is, like, if you take um, LastPass. So LastPass, actually, now, we started off in password management. Uh, We now do uh, SSO, single sign-on, and multi-factor authentication. But if you go back to our password management roots, so with LastPass, we take the hundreds of passwords that you have, we follow you through your experience, we save them, and then when you go back, we fill them. So while there is still a password, you don't have to remember it. So we remove the pain of those passwords. So in the end, when you're using LastPass for password management, your your entire experience is transparent. It's like you don't have one. So I think you're going to see more solutions like that and more people using solutions like that. I also do think that on the business side of things, you know, you have password management solutions uh, where we started and then you have single sign-on. And there you're seeing more of the, you know, IT approved apps being consolidated, managed in one place for simple access and improving security. And so there, I believe you're also taking that concept of having a password for it and you still have a password for those apps, it's just irrelevant to you. And I think that's going to be really the next step. And then we're going to be seeing as literally the technology and infrastructure shifts, I do think you're going to be seeing passwords move away and more things like intuitive biometrics Mm -hmm. and more federation across applications, both business and consumer uh, happening. But that's probably years away. We read about count takeovers and credential stuffing attacks and obviously targeted, you know, spear phishing attacks and so on. It's pretty clear what the risks are of password reuse, right? Or insecure passwords, you know, just weak passwords. Are companies kind of getting the message? Are they are are they reading far enough into those hack stories to understand that, you know, that weak authentication is is the is the core problem or one of the core problems or or not? I mean, what do what do you guys see for there from your perspective? I think they are. I mean, this is this has been going on for years. We all like like all companies uh, look at that Verizon data breach report that comes out every year around April. And uh, again, this year, 80 percent of data breaches were caused by lost, reused, or weak passwords. But also, it's only like, I think it's about 45% of organizations out there are using multi-factor authentication. And even there, it's, a, it's for many of them, it's a portion of their, of their workforce and for only some apps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the IT group will use it or something, but the rank and file. Yes. Won't. And I do, I, I, and we, we've seen that increased year over year. I think that's great. Um, but I think that also it's the ability to provide multi-factor, like we were talking about, in ways that are so much more consumable for the end user that's going to increase that adoption of it on the rise. So I think that's one one thing to specifically address your question is is organizations mm-hmm. really have to be able to roll out multi-factor authentication company-wide. Yeah. Um, threats are 
every employee is a potential entry point. Um, and so yeah. you're able, it's, it's easy. It's very easy for employees to use now. Um, there's really nothing stopping anybody from doing that. I think the second one um, comes down to just continued education. Um, the employee and that end user has to understand why security is so important. And without that understanding, understanding why they're part of that bigger picture, you're not going to sort of get that internal movement to make them care. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and I use a password manager myself, not, not to talk about which mm -hmm. one, but I think you'd be happy. <laughs> um, uh, but it is, it's like a habit that you have to develop to use it. You know, like it's, it's, you need to really make a commitment to using it and really get comfortable relying on it. And once you do that, obviously you, you have much better security, account security, and it just becomes like part of what you do. But how do you get a, a large organization kind of over that hump of, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's a shift in behavior, right? It's going from doing whatever, you know, crazy scheme you have for managing your passwords now, you know, sticky notes or, you know, writing them down in your, you know, in your iPhone or whatever to to doing something better and more secure, but different. So um, any any sense on the companies that are able to really push the rank and file to adopt password managers and what, what strategy they use and what's, what success they find. Sure. I think it is a, it's a, per, it's a human challenge, right? As you said, here we really are the weakest link and, um, and it's a habit. Oh, and think about all the 12 step programs that are out there for all other habits. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> But I think there are a few things, uh, a few things that happen, and, and things that we institute here at LogMeIn too um, that our CISO is putting together. Um, I, one, I think, is um, lead from the top. You really have to make sure your executive leadership is bought in and demonstrating their use. Say it at company, say it at company meetings. Um, I think that's critical and often overlooked. I think the second piece is, and this is particularly for password management, doesn't really work for well, multi-factor authentication. They can force you to, we can force you to use. But with password management, think about what people need and make them use the password manager to get it. So for example, if there is a, um, a shared guest wireless login, only have that available via password manager. Sure. I think the other thing that the company has, has done really successfully, and we've seen other people do it, is make it a competition. So we have a security scorecard. Um, and so we can look at it in two ways. One, we can say like, as an organization, LogMeIn has a security score of this. But we can also get down to sort of that individual level and say, well, you know what, my security score is is this. And so we, uh, we actually run quarterly uh, competitions for a best and most improved security scores. Nice. So I think it's that. But overall, you really have to have a good communications program. People have to be aware of mm -hmm. why, why you're doing it, the importance of it, how to use it. And it does need to be communicated regularly and consistently. Shadow IT is, is a huge challenge right now for organizations, which is so you've got a problem with, you know, weak passwords or password reuse on the applications that you know about. And then you've got this added problem of all the applications and, and services that are being used that you actually don't even know about because they were, you know, they're web-based, they were instituted or rolled out maybe at the sort of group level or, or even individually. Um, 
and might be used quite extensively, but sort of off the radar of IT. How do you see your customers dealing with this um, problem of shadow IT systems, whether it's Slack or Dropbox or, or those types of things? I think this is, is a huge problem in organizations. One of the biggest challenges is IT is responsible for so much. I mean, this is a group of people who's responsible for making sure that our computers work, that our systems are in place, that everything is up and running and that we're secure. And the other piece is technology in Every department is a competitive differentiator now. We can process leads faster. We can process deals faster. You know, we can look at our finances faster. It's really hard for IT to keep up with it. And they get a bad reputation with the BU of slowing down business. So there's this like personal element to shadow IT too, because then the BUs bring it in and they introduce risk to the company. I like to call it the cloud you know, which is the apps that are controlled by IT, and the cloud that you don't, which are the apps that they don't even know about. So I think this is really interesting. We've seen a big investment in single sign-on. So taking the apps that IT controls and make it really easy and safe for people to access in any way. And that, I think, protects the doors, right? So you are sure that your doors are protected. But you have Mm -hmm. all of these other apps that you don't have control over. And that's where I think the, the other side comes in, the windows, the password management. If you give people the ability to use a password manager to simplify access and that password manager is protected by multi-factor authentication, you are then able to give them an easy way to at least add that extra layer of security on top. And then here's a secret. You can also then look in the vault and get a sense of all of the apps that are being used that are not under your purview and you can gain insight there as well. There are a lot of identity brokers out there. There's Google and Facebook and, you know, Apple and iCloud and, you know, Amazon or what have you. And they're all, they all do obviously a great job on security. Um, but it does tend to complicate things for people too, especially since, you know, all of those might have their own, let's say, multi-factor, right? And and so on and so forth. Um it, it's almost like you you worry you worry about overload, right? I think that's definitely it. Um, I think there are a lot of you know both in consumer and in business, there are a lot of different options out there. Um, and on the consumer yeah. side, you have people at all different sort of technical adoption levels and, and education levels. And so I think having, from our perspective, it's having one solution that works with everything that keeps your information private, doesn't try to profit off of you, just enables you to have access to what you want, when you want in an easy way is what we're looking at. But it is also very interesting on the business side when you're talking about all the different options. Because one thing that we definitely see more in like the smaller businesses, less than 500 uh, people curious if the people listening here feel this way too, is particularly around multi-factor authentication, there's not as much use, but you also see multiple types of MFA within use in one company. Because it's just like you said, oh, well, Salesforce gave me this one, so I'm just going to use this. But this other app gave me this, or you know what, my Google Auth Mm -hmm. can just use this. And so you don't Mm -hmm. even have a standardization. You just kind of have a patchwork view of things. And I'm not sure if that's better or worse than nothing. Yeah, I've just in my own personal life. I mean, I, you know, I use I use Google Authenticator for a whole bunch of stuff. I've got semantic VIP access for one or two different services, right? So I mean, I guess that's not ideal. <laughs> but you know, you do what you have to do, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. So I think there's an opportunity down the line for, you know, one who doesn't really take advantage of you. What is it? If you're not paying for it, you're the product. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, th- I think there's I think there's opportunity there on the consumer end and on the business end to just unify and make things easier for that end user. So for people who are listening to the podcast who are, let's say, on the enterprise side, who are maybe concerned or, you know, they know that authentication is a problem they need to deal with. Maybe they haven't moved to a password manager or they haven't moved to uh, two-factor authentication. What's your advice to them um, where to get started? You no, know, I think really it's the first things first, understand your business goals, uh, and I say that for anybody mm-hmm. in IT, and we talk to a lot of different IT people, um, because you can have the greatest ideas. And I could say, just go buy multi-factor authentication. Here's a URL, right? But you you need to make it successful. Buying it is the easy part. <laughs> Implementing it and adopting it and getting leadership buy-in is critical. So align with the business goal, I think, is number one. I think, two, make sure you really understand your, the topology of your organization. What are those most important apps? Where is your most important data? What do you need to protect? What groups are most important and at risk? And then prioritize based on that. I think then you then figure out what are the requirements for my organization when we're looking at this? Is it first that I want to make sure that I have two-factor authentication protecting individual apps or is really sort of uniting these apps under single sign-on my priority? So I get sort of a productivity boost for my end users. And then I layer on multi-factor authentication. So there's a little bit of like, you get this, I get that from a security perspective. Um, but I really think that it's about aligning with the business, knowing your systems, which I know IT people do, but really taking a broad view, prioritizing where the risk is, and then un- understanding what your next mm-hmm. step is. It is about unifying access first or securing access. And they can also happen at the same time. You've been listening to a Spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast sponsored by LastPass. For more than 47,000 businesses of all sizes, LastPass reduces friction for employees while increasing control and visibility for IT with an access solution that's easy to manage and effortless to use. From single sign-on and password management to adaptive authentication, LastPass gives superior control to IT and frictionless access to users. Check it out at lastpass.com. Come